everyone, and welcome to the first of several bonus episodes of Mindfulness Off the Cushion. I've asked Claudio to join me during this holiday break and take some time to visit or potentially revisit each of the nine core or essential or foundational attitudes of mindfulness as originally uh, written in the book, Full Catastrophe Living by, by John Kabat-Zinn. Claudio, you and I were speaking in the, in the pre-call. It's not really fair necessarily to say that he created these foundational attitudes. Uh, what he was really doing is, is recognizing these attitudes that have been around for hundreds, thousands of years in this Eastern philosophy of mindfulness meditation and sort of secularizing them, bringing them to the Western world. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I would. I would um, agree with that assessment. I think that, you know, Dr. John Kabat-Zinn was a smart guy and he wanted to uh, make mindfulness accessible to blue collar Boston meat and potatoes kind of guys mm-hmm. who are attending his stress reduction clinic um, on the outskirts of Boston. So, you know, the beautiful thing about these essential attitudes is that on one hand, there is something that we aspire for. Yeah. Right. So there's there's that component of them, something that we want to cultivate in our day to day lives. And at the same time, it's something that is easily recognizable to each one of us. So I think that maybe it would be really helpful to just kind of list the nine essential yeah, attitudes sure. that we're going to yeah. be. Let's go ahead. Doing? Yeah. yeah. So. Let's start off with the most important. I'm only kidding. There is no more important. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so that you can't just master one and forget the others. Maybe we could. Maybe we could go there before we go about listing them. Let's perhaps talk about the relationship between them. There, there is nine, as we've discussed in in some of the the episodes of of uh, mindfulness off the cushion. Maybe tell us a little bit about about their relationship and why is there why was there originally seven and now nine and and maybe set the table that way. Well, there were seven when he first published Full Catastrophe Living, and I believe that he added those other two. I don't know when he added the other two, and I'll be honest with you, I I wouldn't dare to go inside of John Kabat-Zinn's mind and ponder as to why. He added, I believe that he added gratitude and generosity. So the first seven were letting go, acceptance, patience, trust, non-striving, beginner's mind, and non-judging. He added generosity and gratitude. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. And so the idea, as I understand it, Claudio, I'd love to get your take on this. Again, we've we've touched on the fact that he was trying to encapsulate somehow this the state of being mindful and bringing it to the Western world, secularizing it in the process. My take is, if if it's even possible for us as humans to embody all of these attitudes simultaneously, then in that situation we are being mindful or would you Claudio just go so far as to say, if you're practicing one of them, you're practicing mindfulness. 
Yeah, I guess we all kind of want that, you know, um, that yeah. matrix moment, yeah. right? When everything like becomes crystal clear and maybe when these right. nine essential attitudes right. crystallize and form just in, in the right place, in the right time, in the right mind and body, then uh, things will become much more clear than they are and you will achieve some kind of freedom or nirvana. For me, I don't view it that way. Yeah. I do view I do view them as a reminder mm-hmm. for us uh, in our in our exploration of mindfulness. So anytime that we can practice one of these mm-hmm. and and summon them, then we are practicing mindfulness. Right. And you've challenged me in the past, Claudio. Yeah. You're like, how how do you practice acceptance if you're not practicing letting go? And so some of them are very, very highly related or or tightly coupled, as we would say in the software world. Sure. Sure. And it's um you know, through through the programs, through MBSR and mindfulness programs and retreats, everybody gets to taste these different attitudes in their own way at their own time. So that's something really personal. Think that uh, one of the beautiful things about these nine essential attitudes is that some of them are kind of come easy to us mm-hmm. and natural, mm-hmm. while others are perhaps a bit more challenging. So, Lance, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Nine essential attitudes. I'm just going to list them again. Letting go, acceptance, patience, trust, gratitude, non-striving, generosity, beginner's mind, and non-judging. Which one comes easier to you or which one do you gravitate toward much more easy? Yeah, that that is so hard because... Just in, in answering that question, I, I know that throughout my life, I've gravitated to some quicker or, or more easily than others. Right now, I, I feel like I'm in kind of a generosity season of my life. Okay. Where I, Maybe it's I Christmas. Am, it's Chris, the Christmas it spirit, the, <laughs> It's the holidays. <laughs> it could be the fact that, you know, now as a parent, right, it, it's, it's less, I feel like, life is less about me and more about others and how can I help others be the best version of themselves. Right. So what about you, Claudio, your, your, your favorite easiest. Um, My (laughs) easiest, the one that I gravitate toward that comes easier to accept or to work with. I think, you know, and it's, it's going to be rather audacious of me. But I'll say acceptance, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like something that my friends have always commented to me about, you know, when traveling, mm-hmm. uh, when being out in the world that I can kind of flow with things pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. So that kind of acceptance is something that comes. That's cool. Near and it's close to me and I can taste it. Yeah. Uh, much more easily. I'll tell you the one that is the most difficult for me. Yeah. You want to know? I do. Patience. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. my goodness. <laughs> patience, patience. I am so yeah. impatient at times. My goodness. Mm. Impatience mm. arises in me quite often. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you? It's hard. It's hard to be patient for sure. Uh huh. Right. Because when yeah. we know what we want, we want it now. Get out of the way. Yeah, All those are <laughs> Yep. That's right. What's the harder one for you? You, you? You've said the generosity, you know, that's near and dear to your heart, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Probably, uh, probably non-judging, non-judging. And, and I'll be, I'll be candid and honest here just through this process of recording mindfulness off the cushion. And, and we've, we followed in season one, we sort of followed this train of thought, if you will, we followed the discussion and the discussion just happened to lead us, you know, down the rabbit hole of ego. And I think that's really cool because I've, I've read so many darn books on mindfulness and watched so many videos and rarely is ego ever discussed. And one of the attributes, one of the things that ego hands us often without us even knowing is a judgment, a judgment. This is good. And that's bad. Uh, and it's, it's hard. It's hard not to judge others. And we, you know, um, we are judging the, the brain is made to judge and assess, right? Mm-hmm. So there is mm-hmm. this, you know, CPU that we have, and it yeah. is constantly assessing, judging uh, for the good and for the bad sometimes. True. Right. Um, right. What, what's always helped me understand the natural tendency that we have for judgment is that, and this is something that Dr. Richard Davidson, he is over at the Center for Healthy Minds, University of Wisconsin. Um, he is one of the pioneers in neuroscience and mindfulness. And he's done a lot of thing with the Dalai Lama and so forth. And he said, we are judging human judging animals and the brain is designed to judge. But the important thing is, can we not hold on to the judgment so tightly? So it's like we judge, but can we let it go easy? Can we let it go? Sure. It's kind of like me grabbing this cup right here. Right. Uh I grab the cup. But can I p- just put it down? Right. Just like right. that. I judge, but can I yeah. let go of the judgment? <laughs> so that's always that, helped me. Yeah, totally. And then there's the the whole judging the judging, which is what yeah. I, where I find myself like constantly judging. And I'm like, darn it, yeah. Lance, you know, grow. It's like grow up or something is sort of this <sighs> narrative that I have in my mind. Like, let that judging go. <laughs> And it's like so, the judging, the judging is, um, comp- there's, it's kind of like a p- compounding effect there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely becomes yeah. uh, much worse or much bigger. Um, when we begin to judge the judgment and we can, mm-hmm. we, we tend to be more critical about ourselves and more yeah. harsh. Um, so going back to these yeah. attitudes, why, why explore them? Why sure. do you think yeah. Yeah. And so I, and I can, I can certainly speak to this with regard to my own experience um, as a self-proclaimed mindfulness student, really uh, diving in deeper and doing, doing what I can to understand and embody mindfulness just this year here in 2021. These attitudes were core to my understanding. And this is the brilliance of John Kabat-Zinn or JKZ is that because he took this hundreds, thousands of year, year old Eastern philosophy, mindfulness meditation, right? And, and found a way to explain it to the Western mind, I'll just say. And so when you say words to me like acceptance and trust and patience, I'm like, okay, I get that because I've spent decades here on earth in the Western world. And I know, I may not know how 
exactly to be patient. I may not be very good at being patient, but I at least immediately have an understanding of that. So when JKZ sort of drew this outline around these nine attitudes and basically said, this is mindfulness, then I got it, right? I was able, I was able to understand. That's beautiful right there. It is a starting point, right? Yeah. And, I, and I think that's one of the reasons why our, our co-hosts for Mindfulness Off the Cushion, Patrick and Christina, in their own journey in mindfulness, it's a much deeper, more seasoned uh, experience for them. And so, so these are, I think it's important that we say that this is really the starting point. And yet, they're so core and important to not just understanding, but practicing it. And so I think that's what, Claudia, what you and I really wanted to do in this holiday season is to is to discuss each one of them for five or 10 minutes, provide a guided meditation in the hopes that it will be beneficial to our listeners, even if even if they, the listeners, are a seasoned meditator, a sure. seasoned practitioner, sure. these can be helpful, right? It's good to go back to the basics sure. from time to time. I recognize these attitudes as touchstones for me in my practice. Mm. What I mean by touchstones means that they are what I come back to moment by moment when I get caught up um, in my own thinking or in my own drama or in my own story. Yeah. So on one hand, they are essential for beginners, but they're also essential for uh, experienced meditators because they remind us that the path never ends. The practice doesn't stop. And letting go is something that we would don't just do it once. Right. Yeah, we do it all. We we practice doing it as much as we can. It's not even like you could say, just do these nine things every morning. Yeah. Right. It's not that simple. What is it with this whole present moment thing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we're going to do one attitude at a time, talk about it for five to 10 minutes and then provide a short guided meditation on that particular attitude. Yeah. That sounds good. And and if you're if you're up for it, Claudio, I would love for you uh, as an instructor to sort of mentor me along the path of this um, authoring a guided meditation so uh, so that maybe I could um, stretch my legs a little bit. So audience members, listeners out there well, first of all, thank you so much for listening. But secondly, uh, Lance is going to be, this is going to be your first time recording a guided meditation. That's right. Um, and it's, it's it's something very, very near and dear to a meditator's heart, right? Because you are both guiding yourself and also guiding others. So that's, um, it's a beautiful responsibility to have, right? So yeah, we're going to, we're going to be doing that together. And I think that you're going to, you're going to do awesome. I, I don't doubt it for a second. And so along those lines, I will strive to give the best guided meditation <laughs> ever in the history of mankind. 
that's 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 the mindful attitude right there. <laughs> all right, thank you all, and uh, we'll see you uh, soon for our very first attitude. Which attitude should we start with? Ooh. So let's let's call it a nine course dinner experience. Okay. Right. We so the amuse bouche. What's the amuse like, bouche? We can't start with like something really big and thick and juicy, right? right? Okay. We All gotta right. start with something a little. I don't know. Just something to wet the appetite. Yeah. Maybe like beginner's mind. Ooh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, that's a good okay. one right there. Right. All so right. let's. What do we look at it like that? Like. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Very cool. All right. Well, I'll see you on the other side. Thank you all. And we hope to, uh, we hope to be again of benefit for you during this holiday season. Thank you so much for listening.